Welcome to the Drinking with Gin podcast. I'm your host, Ginny Preem. I'm that friend that you can chat with about anything. Relationships, career, travel, fashion, with zero judgment. This is a space where we will navigate struggles and celebrate triumphs and share some laughs along the way. This is your new favorite community that you didn't even know you needed in your life. I'm a speaker, author, and master certified professional coach. I call you, my friends, gems, because this is where we can all shine our brightest. And now that you're in the circle, you and all of the other gems can tune in for relatable, real talk. Hi, gems. I am so grateful to be back with you again for another great talk. You know I have to check in. What are you drinking? I should probably take a moment and make sure that if you're sipping an adult beverage or beverages, remember this is a judgment-free zone, that you're not doing so driving or operating heavy equipment and that you're doing so responsibly. There, I did my duty of making sure my gems are safe and okay. Today, I'm drinking a glass of crisp white wine. It's a gorgeous 80 degree fall day and it just seemed perfectly fitting. As we get started today, I wanted to reflect back on the last episode when we had my friend Andrea Storley on and we chatted about first impressions. Man, sometimes life just happens in the most perfectly imperfect fashion. As I was sitting doing some work early this morning, Francine starts barking because someone is walking down the street. How dare they? I look out the window and see it's Andrea's daughter walking down my street. I get up and I run to the front door. I whip open the door and ask, is everything okay? And she tells me that she missed the bus. The poor thing is out of breath. She had run as fast as she could with her huge, heavy backpack and another bag full of stuff. She said, I thought the bus driver saw me, but then just kept on going. Lately, Andrea and I have been telling her, if anything ever happens or you need anything, go to Ginny's. And since I know this sweet gem listens, I'm going to tell her directly, I am so proud of you that you trusted your instincts when they kicked in and that you knew to come to my house for help. Keep on trusting your instincts. This is something that I think as girls, women, people, we don't do often enough. So I asked if she needed a ride and she said, yeah, I was wondering if you weren't doing anything. Well, luckily I wasn't traveling and was working from home this morning. So we hopped in the car and I drove her to school. I texted Andrea to let her know and was like, don't be mad at her, she did the right thing. And also, I loved every second of it. Let me tell you all that I loved it not only because this girl is a very special gem, it brought me back to my days of bringing my bonus kids to school and picking them up afterwards. That time in the car can be such great bonding time and I just always loved it and cherished that time together. Last episode, I also shared with you the story of how Andrea and I met and the evolution of our friendship. How one Thanksgiving, I was kind of an orphan, 
and she welcomed me into her home for the holiday. If you haven't listened to that episode, you should absolutely go back and tune in. It's a good one. There's some great stuff and thought-provoking conversation in there. In thinking about holidays, they can be a really big deal for individuals and for families. For some people, they're tough, a difficult time, or it may bring back some not-so-great memories. The holidays can be a lonely or sad time for some people. For others, certain holidays may bring a lot of joy or excitement. Many people have a favorite holiday or maybe a least favorite holiday. I remember the first Father's Day after my dad passed away. I was dreading it. I ended up having a little party at my house. I even rented a margarita machine simply to distract myself from having to stop and think about it. I wanted to have something fun to look forward to rather than thinking about being sad and missing him. We all have our own ways of coping mechanisms and you don't always know how you're going to handle difficult times or situations until you're facing it yourself. Hypothetical judgments like, I would never do that. I can't believe they're handling it that way or I would do it this way when you've never actually been in that person's shoes aren't very helpful. So let's try to grant each other a little grace in this area specifically. When you think about the holidays, whatever ones that you celebrate or don't, what do they mean to you? Growing up for me, we always celebrated big with family and we celebrated Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and birthdays were always made to be a big deal. I still love celebrating people big for their birthdays. And then, although I love the idea of holidays, they started to get harder for me to get excited about. As I got older, my family became more and more divided. And I mean this in a figurative and a literal sense. At my brother's funeral, part of my family sat on one side of the aisle and the other part of the family sat across the other side of the aisle. Sometimes holidays can highlight the togetherness, and for some people, holidays and big events may magnify that divisiveness. Whatever holidays mean for you, I hope that there's some joy or at least some sense of peace in that for you. Then there are the other holidays throughout the year, like Halloween, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Flag Day. But seriously, some of these may have a different meaning or significance that's very different for everyone. Let's all do our best to keep in mind that all of these holidays may not be as celebratory for everyone else as they are for you. Or perhaps on the flip side, if it is a hard day for you, it may bring someone else joy. And let's try to remember that they deserve that joy. One topic I do want to discuss as it comes to some of these holidays now, this might be the first controversial topic I'm bringing up here in this space. And this may be polarizing. I'm going to go ahead and risk it. I may have an unpopular opinion on this topic, and I am so good with that. You know how on Mother's Day, Easter, Thanksgiving, and probably a lot of other holidays that I may be missing, many restaurants offer buffets? Yes, buffets. This is our controversial topic. We always went out to a buffet for Mother's Day when I was a kid. It was for my own mom and for my grandma. 
we'd always go to Jack's Cafe in Northeast Minneapolis. My dad would make a big ordeal about it. We'd get all dressed up. I remember always loving the koi pond outside, a good distraction for kids, I guess. That leads us to the big, deep debate. Are you pro-buffet or anti-buffet? Yay or nay on the buffet? I actually walked into a restaurant last weekend with my boss while we were traveling for a conference. While we were being seated, they asked us if we would be doing the buffet or ordering from the menu. And my boss piped in and said, we're not really buffet girls. I laughed and told her, that's my next podcast topic. And she goes, what, buffets? I'm like, yep. And we shared a good laugh. I'm not sure why she responded or maybe just instinctively knew that I'm not really a buffet girl along with herself because I am not a buffet girl. Buffets are a hard pass. It's a no for me dog kind of vibe. This is one thing I got very excited about in 2020 when I thought perhaps there was a glimpse of buffets becoming extinct once and for all. I hoped this would be something that we would talk about as part of recent history and rest in peace, but quietly celebrate that they were gone for good. I hadn't seen a buffet in a while. And then a couple of weeks ago, I was traveling for work. I stayed at a nice Marriott by the Chicago O'Hare airport. I'm an early bird. So I was patiently waiting and excited to go downstairs, watching the clock for the what I thought was the full service restaurant to get a nice cup of coffee, maybe order some eggs. I'm waiting for this place to open. I get downstairs and the slow skip in my step turns into a pause and then a slow stroll towards the dun 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 buffet. My heart sinks a little and then I notice that at least there's an omelet station. I ordered an omelet And while he's making it, I take a glance around at the other options and think maybe, just maybe, I would grab a couple of sides, maybe a piece of bacon. Then just feet away from me, there's the family with the kid. And I look over and the kid, I don't know, maybe around eight or nine years old, I'm terrible at guessing ages, who obviously just rolled out of bed, picks his nose, and then grabs the handle of the carafe dish and touches it with his dirty booger hand, and then touches serving utensils and who knows what else. Gems. This is why buffets gross me out. Not just because of dirty kids' hands. Oh, but I'm sure your kids' hands are perfectly clean and they would never pick their nose and then touch things in public. But there are also plenty of dirty adult hands too. So I take my omelet plate and I opted out of touching anything else in the community buffet area and went back to my table. Now, the other piece of this is the cost of buffets. I mean, I get the value if you're going to eat a ton of food. But for me, I just don't think I ever really eat enough for it to make that much sense. But really, it's the idea of all the dirty hands touching everything. So I am a nay on the buffet. I'd love to know your thoughts either way on buffets. Are you a fan 
or not. I've added a question box to this episode so that you can answer if you are a yay or a nay for the buffets. Now, surprise, the topics of buffets and holidays do tie back to the storyline of my book, You're My Favorite. Because we've been talking a lot about firsts in this season, and as we jump back into where we left off after first days of school, my first time meeting the kids and their mom, Elsa, then comes the first set of holidays that you spend together when you're in a new relationship um, and have these new you know, kids in this kind of new set of four, like a little family of four. I remember thinking, even as it approached Halloween, okay, how is this going to work? Will we have them that day or will Elsa? Who takes them trick-or-treating? Does everyone go together since they're such good friends? Wink, wink. Well, it turned out that Elsa and her family always got together and did Halloween together and Thanksgiving and Christmas. They are a very tight-knit family and they always celebrated the holidays together. And for Chad, this seemed normal that the kids would spend these holidays with her because he didn't really have a relationship with his family. So holidays weren't a big deal for him. Well, as our first Christmas together approached, I was excited to get the kids some gifts of their own. And I put a lot of thought and planning into my gift I got for Chad as well. My love language and showing love has historically been giving gifts. This could quite possibly be because of how I grew up. At Christmas, our tree had an obscene amount of gifts under the tree. We would often be up until midnight unwrapping gifts because of the excessive amount. If you're not familiar with the five love languages, I suggest checking it out. You might learn something about your relationships in your life or even about yourself. There's basically five ways of showing and receiving love. Gifts, acts of service, physical touch, quality time, and words of affirmation. I don't necessarily receive through gifts, but it's more how I show. And it's definitely not about the extravagance or the cost of the gift. It's more about the thought that goes into it. Letting the person know that this particular gift made me think of you or has some sort of a special meaning or connection. We planned a night for the four of us to spend together. It was a night when I had plans with a girlfriend and then was heading over to Chad's apartment afterwards. I would also be heading out to Palm Springs to celebrate Christmas the next morning, which is what I used to do for Christmas with my brother and his ex-wife. And then Chad would join a couple of days later. So I was definitely trying to cram it all in. When I walked in the door for our first little Christmas as a foursome, I don't think I even had my scarf off yet when Taylor pipes up and says, so do you think you're going to make it to be Mrs. S? I froze and looked at Chad and before either one of us could say anything, Taylor adds, Dad, have you guys been dating for about as long as you and Rebecca dated? Chad snaps back quickly and says sharply, Rebecca and I were just friends. She wanted more and I didn't, so that's why we couldn't be friends anymore. Whoa. I noticed Taylor kind of cowered down and it was an extremely awkward moment. I didn't really know what to say or do. 
But once that moment finally passed, we started in with the charcuterie board that Chad and the kids had prepared, opened gifts, and put together Lego sets that the kids had received as part of their gifts. The next morning, I left for Palm Springs, and then Chad joined a day or two later while the kids went to Elsa's. He was only there for maybe 48 hours and was sick most of the time. He went home first, and when I got back, I walked into his apartment. He was sitting at the kitchen island on his laptop. I asked him what he was up to, and he slyly said with a smirk on his face, I'm shopping for Christmas stockings so that we have ones that match with the kids' stockings. I said something playful like, oh, well, that's optimistic to think we'll be together next Christmas. That's a whole year from now. But Chad was constantly making comments and promises of our future. We will see where things progress to. And if you're asking yourself, why are we talking about the storyline from the book or wondering, do I have to read the book to listen to the podcast or listen to the podcast to understand the book? The answer is no to both. They are absolutely separate entities from one another. I'm not going to ever give all of the details or the level of detail that's in the book here in this space. If you want that level of detail, you'll need to read You're My Favorite. But as we continue on this journey of relatable chats over drinks, bringing in the storyline does matter. It's so that you understand how we or how I got to where we are today. I hope that you're enjoying the level of detail you're getting here and are feeling like it's just enough. If you do have more questions along the way, feel free to send me a voice message through the podcast app you're listening through. It's at the end of each episode description or connect with me over Instagram. If I don't connect with you between now and next week, keep shining bright this week, gems. Cheers. Oh, you gems. That was so much fun. Thank you for listening and tuning in to Drinking with Gin. I have enjoyed connecting with you. And if you loved this episode, I need you to please go subscribe, rate, and leave a review for Drinking with Gin. And then to stay connected with me, head over to my Instagram. My handle is Ginny Preem. I can't wait to chat again with you gems next week.